welcome back to a brand new season yes not just a brand new episode but a brand new season of the carefree and black diaries now if you are new here if you are not around for season one if you are not around for season two welcome you have found a home that is carefree and black welcome go ahead and subscribe so you'll be notified every single time we have a new episode which is every tuesday at 9 a.m now i owe my older family members an apology i am sorry because by the time you're going to be listening to this episode more than likely you're going to notice that it came out on a thursday if you've been here for a while you know that is not how we roll we come out with new episodes every tuesday at 9 a.m so i am sorry but what had happened was let me tell you so my family reunion was this past weekend um, and I had to go out of town for it. And uh, let's just say I had to recover after the family reunion. And I had not recorded an episode in advance. I know. I'm sorry. I've been slacking. When I said I was going on vacation, I meant it. I was going on vacation. Y'all, I went to Essence Festival. Like, spur of the moment, I decided two days in advance that I was going. Like, two days before I went. Like, I, I literally said, okay, I'm going. Um, that and then my family reunion and just other stuff. Like I was focused on the podcast, but I'm gonna keep it 1000. I wasn't really focused on the podcast, if that makes sense. But anyway, here we are. I'm two days late. I apologize, but we're back with another season. So I want to say thank you to everyone who completed the survey, um, that I asked you all if you would kindly, kindly submit to us so we would have like more information on you um when you listen to podcasts typically your age range so i'll know like what matters because typically certain topics matter more to certain demographics and then also knowing like um what else i asked like what did you want to hear going forward in the podcast so thank you to everyone who submitted their um answers i was pleasantly pleased because a lot of your suggestions I will say 90% of the suggestions that you all um told me that you want to hear about in this season and then seasons going forward are things that I already had in line like things that I had already written down and said that we were going to talk about here so it's just like full circle for me so everyone who submitted um a response to the survey thank you and also know that eventually even if it's not this season even if it's season four season five whatever um we're going to be talking about whatever you submitted because I want to help all my carefree family members out so I think that's it on me um let's do a few carefree updates shall we because we've missed a lot in these past two weeks All right, so I feel like I am talking about this person all the time, but that is because they are just doing such an amazing job like in the culture, in society as a whole, and just making a very important, I feel like, impact on everything that's going on. And it is Jaden Smith. So first of all, he was celebrating his 21st birthday um, this week. I believe, did he turn 21? I believe he turned 21 uh, this week. And... In addition to that, last week, he launched 
a food truck in Los Angeles, California that he said would be located close to Skid Row or either on Skid Row. I don't really remember. And if you don't know what Skid Row is, I highly suggest that you look it up. It is so sad um, the amount of people that are homeless that live on Skid Row. It's basically a street and aligned like on the sides of the street are nothing but tents. And these are tents that people live in and they've built a community in these tents amongst each other. And it's just so sad. I think I watched a brief documentary or either it was a video that was along with an article that I read about Skid Row. And it really talks about how bad the living conditions are on that street and how you can walk and see needles on the street from drug usage and everything like that. So he is going to have a vegan food truck out there so that people can come and eat free food that is also healthy for them so it's not like you're pumping them up with um, fast food mind you there's nothing wrong with you know giving people fast food who are hungry that's not what I'm saying but I am just so proud of him I don't even know him but I'm proud of him for really making an impact like the food truck and he said that that is just the first of many that he's gonna do um also his water filtration system that he has implemented in Flint, Michigan to help the residents with the lead in the water. Like I really, really wish that more celebrities, um, more influencers, more politicians, more people in general would, um, just follow his lead and like put their money where their mouth is, stop talking about what they're going to do and really be about it. Like that boy, he walks the walk and he talks the talk and I can't do anything but respect that. And I'm just proud of him. Like he's my little brother or something. So I thought that that was something very important to shine a light on if you all were not aware of it already. Also, I am almost ashamed to say this, but I have still not watched When They See Us. And I believe I told you all that I haven't seen it because... I'm very emotional and listen, Mercury is still in retrograde right now. So my emotions are all over the place. Hence why this uh, podcast episode is two days late. But anyway, I am going to watch it. I just have to watch it when my emotions are intact. But I am also proud of Ava DuVernay and everyone who was involved in that project because When They See Us has gotten the most Emmy nominations for Netflix for 2019 the Emmy nominations came out yesterday and I'm so happy also two of the lead characters that I saw a lot of one was a he was in Moonlight he played uh I cannot remember his name but he played like the teenage love interest who eventually grows up to become a chef he played him um but he's also on When They See Us and also um what is her name on that show? The show Orange is the New Black. Pooh, it stars Pusey. I'm sorry. Who the, I, I forgot her name. Pusey, the one who played Pusey. Her nephew, who is 17 years old, he has made history as the youngest Emmy-nominated actor. So he is also nominated for When They See Us. So big ups to everyone um, on Ava DuVernay's team. Big ups to Ava DuVernay. Ava DuVernay is going to go down in the history books, y'all. If I don't see Ava DuVernay's name in my children's books in school something's wrong like something's wrong to me Ava is up there with the 
the Oprahs up there with the Shonda Rhimes, maybe even beyond uh, it, dare I say. But yeah, shout out to them. I am so proud because a lot of times um, people feel like black stories don't sell or black stories aren't important enough to shine a light on. So shout out to Netflix for even you know, granting Ava the opportunity to create that series. It was something so pivotal and so important because believe it a lot, a lot, a lot of people did not know about the Central Park Five or they had heard about them before and didn't really know the details of what happened, which is, I mean, which is to be understood because a lot of black history is erased or um, swept under the rug for fear that, I guess that we will have like this big awakening one day and realize how much we have been wronged throughout history, which we have. But anyway, shout out to them for shining a light on that. And also, Pose scores Emmy nominations for Outstanding Drama Series. Shout out to everyone that is involved with Pose. I love Janet Mock. She is one of the um, directors for some of the episodes and she is amazing, amazing. And along with her being the director, she's also the producer and the series writer. I had to make it make look it up, not make it up. I had to look it up to make sure I wasn't making something up. And with her being nominated also for Pose, she is the first black transgender producer to ever be nominated for an outstanding drama series with the Emmys. So that is amazing. We are witnessing black history, y'all. Wake up like... I know it's a lot going on on the news. I know it's a lot of things that are going on that are upsetting and sometimes unbelievable. But we are making black history right now. We are witnessing it. And years from now, if climate change allows, uh, please recycle people. But, you know, years from now, we're going to be telling our children and our grandchildren that we were alive to see a lot of these things happen and also to see the shifts in the different industries not just entertainment um not just sports but we are making waves in tech in real estate um in politics so just just keep an eye out on everything i know it's a lot going on but just be cognizant and aware that this is a blessing to be able to see this like a lot of this i'm about to get on a soapbox but it's only going to be a second a lot of this that we see right now is the it's what our ancestors, I'm, I'm sounding real like Afrocentric right now, but a lot of what we're witnessing now is what our ancestors dreamt for us, what our ancestors fought for, what our ancestors sat for, what our ancestors ran away for. Like, this is it right now. So if you have a dream, if you have anything that you want to do, Now is the time. Now is the time. Now is the time. Do not sit. Do not wait. Like you have people that are breaking down doors for you. You have people that are pushing the boundaries for you. So if you have something you want to do, do it. Do it now. Do it now. Do it now. And I'm off my soapbox. So let's pay some bills really quickly. And then we're going to hop into our topic of the day. Today is a good one. I promise it's a good one to all my procrastinators out there who need to be a little more productive. This is for you. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. 
Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, so you all already know what today's topic is talking about. It is talking about that thing that sits on our back, that thing that we feel like holds us back, and obviously the topic of today's episode, time management. And today we're talking about why time management is a joke, to be completely honest. So let me tell you where this idea came from. I didn't just pull it out, you know, the you know what. I signed up for a newsletter, and this is a newsletter that the New York Times sends out. I believe it's on a weekly basis. Do not quote me, but um, I was reading it. They come to my email early in the morning, usually before 7 a.m., so if I roll over and I just happen to like open my email to check and see if anything came overnight, most of the time, the newsletter is there at some point in time during the week, and I read the subject line of this one and I was like, oh, this one might be good because I'm not going to lie. Sometimes they are super helpful and other times not so much. But a few weeks back, I got this one and I just knew like once I read it, I was going to share it with you all because I've come to realize that if I find something helpful, like in my everyday nine times out of 10, like it's going to be helpful to you all as well, even if it's not helpful to every single last one of you all is helpful to a good amount that you know I might as well share so anyway the newsletter was about time management and how most of the time it's not that we are bad at managing our time or like creating lists of tasks that we need to um, prioritize in our everyday life but the reason we usually don't get much done is because we have a bad feeling around the task itself. And I feel like I may have talked about this on here before, but if I did, I don't think it was an entire episode dedicated to this one topic. I may have like mentioned it for 10 minutes or so and didn't really go into too much de- detail. But here we are, we're going to dedicate this entire episode to time management. So the reason I say that time management is a joke is because when you hear those two words, time and management, you probably think of time as this like obscure thing that you're always like fighting against. It's like a tug of war with time. Um, And you probably think of the 24 hours that you have in a day and then the eight hours that you spend at work and the 30 minutes to an hour that you spend driving 
uh, to and from work and then the hour that you spend getting ready for work and then the hour that you spend getting ready to go to bed for work the next day. And by the time you add all of those hours up that I just mentioned, that is 12 hours or half of the day that you've lost, right? Because we have 24 hours in a day, 24 divided by two, 12, right? So if we go a step further than that and you factor in the eight hours that they suggest, experts suggest that you sleep, 30 minutes to an hour that you spend eating breakfast, if time allows, um, lunch and dinner, then you are left with one hour to do what it is, you know, what you please with that one hour. And I know that this isn't the case like across the board, right? I'm just speaking in general. But I know every now and then I get super frustrated, like speaking personally, I get frustrated when I think about how half of my life is spent at a desk, um, spent in the car, in traffic, or spent asleep. And it just seems like a cycle sometimes that I can't break. Um, and I'm either too tired or I just don't have enough time to handle things that I really want to do, you know, in the hours that I do have to myself. But that is why we're here today. See, over the past two months, I have tried to step outside of the cycle that I just mentioned. So instead of complaining about how I don't have time for other things that I really want to do, I wanted to evaluate how I was spending my time. And I don't mean my time at work or my time in traffic, going from destination to destination, but my time when I finally walked through the door of my house, like, what am I doing? And I learned a few things by doing that and also from the newsletter that I told you all about earlier. And I hope that this is helpful to you in your everyday, which is why I'm going to be sharing it with you. So let's start with the article first. And after I finish with the article, I'm just going to drag myself a little bit. I'm going to drag Shakira because she needs it. Um, And hopefully by the end of this, I will have shared something with you so we can all just do better and, you know, want better for ourselves. All right, so in the article, it said that when we have bad time management, it's usually because we procrastinate by doing something else. And y'all know I love my words. If you're new here, I am a word nerd. I am a word junkie. I love words. I love definitions. I love knowing what words really mean in different contexts. So oftentimes I will define a word, break it down so we can really have a better understanding of how we use certain words in our everyday. So the article broke this word down for me. It did all the heavy lifting. I didn't have to do it. So the word procrastination is derived from a Greek word and that Greek word is akrasia. That is spelled A-K-R-A-S-I-A. It kind of sounds like a name, doesn't it? Akrasia? 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 I could see somebody naming their child that. Anyway, this Greek word means doing something against our better judgment. I want you to hear that again. So procrastination comes from a word, which is Greek, and it is akrasia. 
And acrasia means doing something against our better judgment, meaning we know better. And that's why when we procrastinate, we know we shouldn't be doing what it is we've decided to put our mind you know, on doing. But we do it anyway to satisfy our immediate feelings. So here is an excerpt from the article. It says that self-awareness is a key part of why procrastinating makes us feel so rotten. When we procrastinate, we're not only aware that we're avoiding the task in question, but also that doing so is probably a bad idea, and yet we do it anyway. This is why we say that procrastination is essentially irrational, said Dr. Fuchsia, who is the professor of psychology at the University of Sheffield. It doesn't make sense to do something that you know is going to have negative consequences. Procrastination is not a unique character flaw or a mysterious curse on your ability to manage time, but it is a way of coping with challenging emotions and negative moods induced by a certain task. Boredom, anxiety, insecurity, frustration, resentment, self-doubt, and beyond. These are all feelings and moods that um, arise when it comes to completing certain tasks. Um, Procrastination is an emotion regulation problem, not a time management problem, says Dr. Tim, who is the professor of psychology and also a member of the Procrastination Research Group at Carleton University in Ottawa. They have something for everything, a procrastination research group. Okay, so that is from the article. That is what they had to say about procrastination and time management and then the feelings um, surrounding that. So what I have learned from not only this article, but from other articles that I have been, you know, poking around in and reading for research purposes is that we procrastinate in the short term which is the right now, to feel better instead of going ahead and doing the task to feel better in the long term. And I remember reading something a while back. I really wish I could remember. um, I know it was in a book, but I cannot remember what book. But it said that when we procrastinate, we do so because it's easier for us to think of ourselves in the here and now and what feels good to us right now instead of thinking of ourselves later. So it's much harder for us to think of ourselves a week from now or a month from now and how your actions today are going to affect that future version of yourself. So here is a practical example for you. Um, For as long as I can remember, I mean, elementary school, on up to grad school right now, I have always been a chronic procrastinator. It is not something I am proud of. I don't know how I made it through school half the time because I will procrastinate my behind off, literally. So um, a teacher could give me an assignment on August 1st and can say, you're going to have a 20-page paper and it's going to do it's going to be due December 15th. And guess when I will start that paper? I'm going to start that paper December 14th. I'm going to push the limits. Why? Because I can. Like, and because no one is telling me for those months between August and December 14th to sit down and do the paper. So, and then, you know, because I do that every single time, every single time, then I'm beating myself up about it because I know that I have had months to do it. And still, I waited until the day before or the weekend before it was due to even look at it 
And that's because it feels better to me in the moment to say, oh, I'll do it later. I'll do it later. Instead of thinking me in thinking about me in four months and how I'm going to be stressed out. I'm going to be staying up to six o'clock in the morning because current Shakira didn't face her negative feelings surrounding this task. So that's what that means. And that's really all it comes down to which is negative feelings. And that's the real reason that we have sucky time management skills. But once you work on your self-awareness and really regulate those feelings, you will be much more productive. And I'm not talking about the kind of productive that those like self-help gurus try to shove down your throat on YouTube and on Instagram and Twitter. I'm not talking about that. Where they're like... um Oh, you shouldn't be sleeping, you shouldn't be eating, you shouldn't be socializing while you're sleeping, somebody else working. I'm not talking about that because you should be doing those things. You should be sleeping, you should be eating, you should be meeting your friends, you should be going out like you're a human, not a robot. Like, And you don't know how much time you have here. Anyway, I'm not going to get on the soapbox about those um, social media gurus. I'll dedicate an entire episode to them later. But anyway... When you're speaking about self-awareness, I really pride myself on being way more in tune with how I'm feeling and not only how I'm feeling, where those feelings are coming from and why. So now I told y'all over the past few weeks, I have really been trying to see myself from the perspective of someone on the outside looking in and I've realized a few key things that are my main obstacles while I've been observing myself um, as an outsider would, right? So first things first, I noticed when I don't feel like doing something I should be doing, I pick up the phone and when I unlock my phone, I hit the YouTube app. And it took me a while to really realize this one, but I was in bed one day and I had this task that I had been meaning to do for like two weeks And the instant, I'm laying in bed, y'all, the instant I thought about how bad I needed to do this task, what did I do? I reached for my phone and I hit the YouTube button on my phone. So for me, I realized in that moment, watching videos on there is a guaranteed distraction for, say, 10, 20 plus minutes. So it's taking my mind off of those negative feelings that I have surrounding the task that I know I need to be doing and it's letting me escape for the time being. So one thing I did not do when I realized this was beat myself up about it. I did not beat myself up about it like I was just proud that I recognized it for what it was because that's the first step. You have to recognize the action, recognize your habits. So I still watch the videos, even when I realized it, but now I was watching them thinking about how I'm using this video as a distraction. So gradually, gradually, it's not like a cold turkey thing, y'all. I eased up on them. And one thing that helped me really do that was being intentional in what I was watching on YouTube. So like, if there was say a drama channel video in my feed I might click it and then three minutes in I'm thinking to myself like I don't even know these people like why am I watching this or like how exactly is this going to affect me personally and if the answer is not at all 
or yeah girl you don't know these people i click off i close the video and it's the same thing with the videos that serve as like cultural critiques on youtube like i watch a lot of videos talking about black men and black women and stuff and when i realized that those videos were beginning to disrupt my peace my inner peace which is something that is so valuable to me i click off and youtube isn't the only thing um that i do this with like i do this for twitter as well y'all know twitter is my spot gang gang like i love twitter above instagram above any other social media platform if you know me you know if you know you know twitter is where you can find me but i realized that i was mindlessly scrolling like just scrolling for the sake of scrolling and that out of 100% of the content that I was intaking on Twitter, maybe 5% of it, um, that's a little low. I'd say 30%, look, 30% was bringing me joy and laughter or teaching me something. Um, But that other 70% was like either disrupting my peace, a video of someone being beaten, an article about another black person being killed, an article about another um, ice raid, like, and I was just like, you, you really have to protect your peace. Like, that is so valuable. So, when I realized this, I cut back on my time on Twitter as well. So, my screen time for social media was four hours a day, but I kicked it down to three hours and 30 minutes. Y'all hear that truck? <laughs> Y'all heard the truck go by? Anyway, I kicked my uh, screen time down to three hours and 30 minutes. And as time goes on, I will be, you know, decreasing that time by 10 minutes or 15 minutes or so until I think that I'm at a decent limit. Because when you really think about it, I really had to think to myself, I have 24 hours in a day. Why am I spending four hours of those 24 hours looking at pictures of people I don't know, reading opinions of people who are loud and wrong or racist to make it even worse when I could be doing something else with that time? And this isn't a shot at anyone else's anyone else's screen time you know if it's higher if your screen time is seven hours sis do you if your screen time is 12 hours do you brother I, I don't care but you you know it's just my personal preference and I think three hours in 30 minutes is good for my mental health uh because you really have to be intentional with what you are intaking on social media because it can really take a toll on you and I'm I'm serious about that so another thing I realized that was the first thing I realized that in order for me to escape those negative feelings that I was having surrounding um, completing a task and my time management skills, I would go on YouTube and Twitter to pass time and take my mind off of what I really needed to be doing. So another thing I realized I was doing when it came down to escaping my negative feelings surrounding a task was taking a nap. <laughs> yeah, like... I'll be doing just fine, y'all. And I know I'm not the only person that this happens to, but I'll be doing just fine. Say I'm watching TV or something. And then I remember this thing that I have to do. And as soon as I remember it, all of a sudden, I'm exhausted. All of a sudden, I need to lay down and take a nap. And it's really sad. Like, I will go to sleep just to not have to do something I know I should be doing. Like, 
So to negate that, y'all may remember in last season's Don't Be a Bird series, I believe it was the second to last episode of the series, the third one on building a nest, I believe. I talked about not doing work in your bed, and that is what I stopped doing. I stopped doing work in my bed. So now, um, I do work and tasks, you know, that can be done. More than likely, I'm working on my phone or my computer or writing, right? So those things, I don't do them in my bed, point blank, period. Um, I'm at my desk. I am on the couch. I am at the kitchen table or I'm at a Starbucks wherever but the bed I will not get in the bed because I know I'll just go to sleep and say if I am really sleepy um like legitimately sleepy and not just sleepy because I remember something I need to do then I'll let myself work on a task for like 15 to 30 minutes and then after that I'll lay down so I treat napping like an incentive like I don't have to have it finished, but I at least have to have started it. And here's the thing, y'all. I'll say 70% of the time when you start something, you're more than likely going to finish it in that same sitting because starting is most of the battle with anything that you have to do. Um, It's not the task itself. It's not getting it done. It's sitting your behind down in a chair to do it. And I'm talking to y'all like that because y'all my family and I know y'all need it. So sit your behind down and do what you got to do. Handle your business. So now you know what's tea with me and what's tea with why we have terrible time management skills. Here are some tips that I found to be helpful. So I am passing them along to you. These are the four D's of time management. And you might want to jot these down somewhere so you can see it. But they are delete, delegate, defer and do so delete is first because delete is getting rid of everything you don't actually need to do before you move on to the other d's so deleting is learning how to filter through your task list and delete irrelevant tasks this step also includes telling people no when you don't have the capacity to take on anything else let me say it again no This is something that I have had to work on, y'all, because I was always so quick to tell people, yeah, I'll do it. Yeah, I can do it. Yeah, I'll do that for you. And before I know it, I'm swamped with work that isn't even mine. So say no. Start saying no. And even if you can't say no, if you feel like no is too harsh, say, "Mm, I think about it. And then later tell them no. So don't take on more than you can you can handle like handle your business first and if you have the mental capacity and also the time to help other people out then you can help them with what they have going on but delete those things that are not necessary those things that are irre- are irrelevant um cancel them out before you move on because the second d is delegate and this is the big one i struggle with this one because I have a hard time, and I'm being honest, I have a hard time handing off tasks to other people because I know how I want something done, I know when I want something done, and I know how I want it done, right? Um, And when I hand it off to someone else, I feel like they might not do it the way I want them to do it 
or like, what if they mess it up? You know, those are the thoughts that I'm having to myself, but that is a control freak kind of way of thinking. And it only holds us back because eventually as your operation grows and you level up higher and higher, you're not going to have a choice but to delegate certain tasks. So it's not something you can avoid. So if you're a control freak like me, start small. Say, hey, can you take this to the post office for me? Hey, can you draft an email for me? Even if you don't trust them sending it, like, can you make a draft for me that I can read over before I hit send? Hey, can you pick this up for me? Like, start with tasks that are so small that if they aren't done right or like in the time frame you need them to be done, it really won't make a huge impact on you. And then whoever you're dishing those tasks off to that is helping you, you can build trust with them and eventually you'll give them more responsibility because you know how they work and you know like how to delegate tasks to them. So third is defer it. If it can wait, do it later. That's what that means. If it can wait, do it later. And I don't mean this in the sense of procrastinating. We're not falling back into that trap. I mean, if you have two tasks, and one of them is due tomorrow, and the other one is due next week, you need to be focused completely on the one that's due tomorrow. Why? Because it's due tomorrow. Like, even if the other task that is due next week is easier than the one that's due tomorrow, and you're like, oh, I can just knock this out of the park and go ahead and do this one, then I have both of them done. No, you need to work in accordance to what is coming up first for you. And I say that because I have had that happen with numerous tasks where I have, you know, had something that seemed relatively easy and I said, oh, I can get both of these done. I'll go ahead and do the one that should be done uh, later instead of the one that I need to get done sooner. And then something happens and now I've gotten that done, but I don't have the other one done. So whatever you know is due sooner whatever needs to get done first do that first and then you work you know in line with what you have to and lastly do it that's the last one if it's urgent do it if you have some free time do it like get the jump on something do something and don't feel like you have to have it perfect in one sitting It is best to have the bare bones of something together and then revisit it later to polish it up. Because if you stay looking at something, trust me, I know I'm a writer, you're going to frustrate yourself like and you're just going to be staring at a computer or staring at a piece of paper or staring at your phone or whatever it is you're working on for what feels like hours on end. So leave it do what you got to do leave it for 30 minutes leave it for 24 hours leave it for two days come back to it and I promise you when you revisit something with fresh eyes you're going to notice something that you didn't see before you're going to notice a mistake you're going to notice something that you feel like should be worded differently you're going to notice something that you feel like should have looked different so revisit it with fresh eyes and remember I saw this quote and I thought it was so good I want you to remember this Being busy is not the same as being effective. Let me say that again for the people in the back. Being busy is not the same as being effective. We are striving for being effective, not just busy. Okay? Okay. That is the end 
of our topic today. I hope that this was helpful to you all. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram at Carefree and Black Diaries. The link is in the podcast episode description. And also follow us on Twitter. That link is there as well. Don't forget to stay black and carefree. Welcome back to season three, y'all. We'll see y'all next week in the next episode. Bye, guys. Thank you.